This is Toastcaster, podcast for Toastmasters. Your host, Greg Gazin. Episode 74, District 99's inaugural fall conference and keynote, Jim Kakachi, immediate past international president. Welcome to the latest edition of Toastcaster, podcast for Toastmasters. In today's episode, we'll be talking about a special event and a special guest. On July 1st, 2016, District 42, Alberta and Saskatchewan, Canada, reformed into District 99 and District 42, District 99 remaining the northern parts of Alberta and Saskatchewan. And our event will be the inaugural conference for District 99 with the theme, The Road, Let's Travel. We want everyone to travel to the inaugural conference of District 99. It'll be held on October 21st and 22nd in Sherwood Park, Alberta, just outside of Edmonton to the east. And our special guest delivering the keynote and a plenary session will be immediate past international president, distinguished Toastmaster, Jim Kakachi, who I have an incredible honor of speaking with today. Let me tell you a little bit about Jim before we get Jim on the line, who we know is waiting patiently and anxiously at the other end. Jim is an entrepreneur and a business consultant residing in St. John, New Brunswick, Canada. He's highly involved at higher levels in many volunteer organizations, including Toastmasters, where he's just freshly out of the role as the 2015-2016 president of Toastmasters International. And if Jim doesn't have enough on his slate, he's also recently completed a master's degree in business administration at the University of New Brunswick in St. John. Jim Kakachi, congratulations on your year as president, and thank you so much for your leadership. Thank you, Greg. It's a pleasure to be with you today, and it's an honor to serve uh, in in any role in this wonderful organization. You know, we spoke about 11 months ago on the Toastmasters podcast, and I encourage everyone to to check that out when they get a chance after they finish listening to this one. And it's really interesting because it didn't click until we set up a time to, to speak on this episode. Do you know what episode that was when we spoke back on the Toastmasters podcast? I do, I do, Greg, because I understand the significance of the number 99 in Northern Alberta, and that was episode number 99. But the truth is, that was just purely karma. It just happened to be the next number. 99, the hockey home of Edmonton Oilers great, the legendary Wayne Gretzky. But this isn't about Wayne. This is about you, right? (laughs) (laughs) This interview, yes. Now, Jim, I'm sure people, many people are familiar with the role of club president and the role of district director, but what does an international president do? Well, there's three main responsibilities for the international president. One, we serve as an in, in, in internal ambassador, so that's to connect with our members around the world. You know, the, uh, the key element in Toastmasters is the club. Members join clubs, they participate in clubs, many don't venture beyond uh, their club environment, but I hope people do take the opportunity to visit their district conference and their international conference to see the broader world. Uh, so we serve as internal ambassadors and visit with Toastmasters in various parts of the world. We also serve as external ambassadors, so we meet with businesses who've got Toastmasters or considering bringing in Toastmasters. Companies like Bank of America have got over 70 Toastmaster clubs in their operations around the world. So we'll connect with them, thank them, make sure we're doing a wonderful job in uh, delivering skills and abilities for their employees. And the final component is international president, as I served as the chairman of the board of directors. So uh, we've got 19 Toastmaster members who've been elected to serve the broader organization, and I served as chair. So those are the three key roles as international president, right? Chair of the board, internal ambassador, and external ambassador. 
Wow. A third of a million members, 15,000 clubs, over 140 countries. I mean, that must be quite the experience. Well, it's fabulous. And I'll speak at the conference a bit about how we've got a shared language and culture and environment. Uh, even when when we visited those 142 countries, I had some amazing experiences uh, last year, and I'll have some this year, just connecting with Toastmasters around the world. And it's phenomenal to be in a very different culture and have that shared language and, uh, and, and core values. Well, speaking of that, you get to travel, of course. What were some of the exotic places besides Sherwood Park, Alberta, that you're coming to? that you visited this year? I'm very much looking forward to visiting Sherwood Park, Alberta. But last spring, I was in Japan, uh, Thailand, Vietnam, Southern Australia. In the fall, I visited Prague in the Czech Republic, where we've got 17 districts, 17 countries in District 95, and also uh, South Africa and in Zimbabwe. What were some of the things that you learned on your journey this year? There's a couple of things that really struck me. Um, generally, I was aware of um, the respect people have for the position. And last year was a big lesson in position power and personal power. You know, personal power is the way you relate to people and how they um, how they respond to you individually. And positional power, of course, is defined by the position you're in. So last year, I was in the ultimate position power in this organization. And I learned about the reverence that people have got for it. The position opens doors. And I think when I'm in uh, Edmonton for your conference, we'll uh, open some doors and uh, meet some more corporations. The title opens doors. So that was one thing. Also, just the power of the shared culture that we've got. It's phenomenal to uh, see how people understand the core values, respect the core values. That's commonality we've got with members all over the world. So I would encourage any Toastmaster who's doing any sort of travel if you get a chance to visit a club and uh, when, when where you're visiting, do so, and you'll you'll have friends, you'll have people who can advise you on things to do locally, and some can't miss events. Um, it's phenomenal how we've got a shared commitment to one another in our self development. They can show you where to find the the best places to go, and <laughs> they might even act as a tour guide for you. Absolutely. Now, his role as president, if someone feels that's something down the road that they'd like to do, obviously it takes a few years to get there. What are some of the things that you could recommend that they think about or some of the things that they might start doing within the club or within their area or district? I'd say a couple of things. Always be looking for an opportunity to make a contribution. So, uh, you know, it's fascinating. I'll I'll visit some clubs and um, I've seen at times where uh, a guest walks in and uh, the guest kind of looks around nervously and nobody nobody greets the guests. And uh, I'll say that's the minority situation, but I just, I love when people take responsibility and accountability and get up and they're friendly and they meet the guest and they... uh, they treat them very well. So take responsibility, find opportunities for improvement, find opportunities to make a contribution. You know, be proud of the successes, be proud of your club, but don't be satisfied. Just be looking for opportunities to improve because, you know, as you as you grow in the organization, whether it's as an area director, a district director, or an international president, you know, you've got to be proud of uh, our successes. You know, have an eye to the future and uh, improving day to day. And if you're not sure what to do or what to ask, just ask someone for help because there's always that help wanted sign <laughs> in every club. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know, people love giving advice and, uh, and opinions and uh, it's important to ask for that. I, you can't act on all the advice and opinions some of my people may offer, but please do ask for that help. Ask for advice. Even as an experienced Toastmaster, I still ask for help and advice and there's many members <laughs> that are very willing to give it. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Jim, you've been a Toastmaster for 29 years. How did it all get started? 
Well, to get started, I was working as a computer programmer for a company called New Brunswick Telephone back in 1987 and, and before that time. And one day, two engineers came to my desk and they said, you're a pretty bright guy, Jim. <laughs> you say nothing in meetings. That's not going to be good for your career. Come to Toastmasters. So uh, they took me to St. John Toastmasters. I joined immediately, but didn't say anything for the first three or four meetings, And uh, but then started participating and developed very rapidly in that supportive environment. So was your icebreaker about technology? You know, I, it's so long ago, I can't remember, but I, I seem to recall that it was, I practiced it to land at about five minutes and landed it in about three minutes. Um, I still speak rather quickly, but back in the day, it was very, very fast. So I don't remember the details, just that it took me a while to learn to slow down and it's something I still need to be conscious of. <laughs> I think you do a great job. I mean, I've been, I've been stalking you. I mean, following you all year as president, so... Thank you. I even remember at the final banquet where you said, oh, here's a place where I have to give a five to seven minute impromptu speech. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was probably not the best introduction, but I did say that. That was after a six-hour business meeting, right? <laughs> so what happened there? You were speaking and weren't expecting to speak, or what happened? Oh, no, no. I, I planned to... Um... You know, for me, I generally work on, I've got about 10 or 15 stories or themes I like to speak about. But on that day, we had a business meeting that ran very much overtime, largely because of technology issues and uh, because of the duration of some elections. So our business meeting took almost six hours. So uh, it was a bit of a rush to get back to my room, change in a tuxedo, get our photos taken for the board, and then come down. I didn't have much time for reflection on that Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, I got to give a speech. Oops. <laughs> yes, yes. And I, I regret saying that, actually, but I did say that. <laughs> It's funny and it makes you real, and I kind of love that stuff. I mean, in addition to all the proceedings, I love all the little things that happens. I mean, it makes for great little blooper reels and YouTube videos. and True. <laughs> especially when someone says something that's totally out of context, not out of context, but out of character, and you get a real yes. laugh at that. So I'm, I'm always looking at that, especially when listening to either Mohammed Murad or Balraj go to the microphone and say something, and I just, I just burst out laughing. It's just great. <laughs> it makes it all that much more fun. Well, I think that's important in a leadership position. You you don't you want to be uh, you want to connect with people. You need to appear human. We are human, of course. You know, we need to show that we uh, make mistakes and we um, aren't always as prepared as we might like to be. Yeah. And speaking of the international convention, it will be in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, next year. Yes, it will. So, Jim, what do you do when you're not toastmastering? I just made up that word, which I'm sure other people have as well. A couple of things. So I do some business consulting work. I'm mainly around marketing and sales. Um, so I'm looking to grow that business now. Uh, you know, being international presence is not a full-time job, but last year was a little busier than I expected. Uh, so I need to grow that business. I also do some volunteer work with a group called L'Arche, which is pretty big across Canada. They're in about 40 countries around the world. And we do work to uh, respect and honor the uh, folks with intellectual disabilities and to celebrate their abilities. So actually, I spent some time with them this morning at, at an event where we bring together our, our core members who've got intellectual disabilities and other members of the broader community here in St. John, and they, uh, they make art together. So they learn to explore that part of their uh, capabilities and uh, share some fun, have some joy, and create some beautiful works of art. Excellent. So, of course, now as being the immediate past, obviously there are still a number of roles that you need to play in Toastmasters, but hopefully it'll give you some more time to get back to what you were doing. Absolutely. Great. 
Now you're going to be delivering the keynote and the plenary session, so we've got you twice in one day. I, I think you're yep. going to need to have some time to prepare. I don't think you can impromptu that one. Well, maybe you can. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you seem to be pretty good at it. Oh, no. <laughs> I'll be prepared. <laughs> can you give us a little sneak peek? I know you don't want to give away what you're talking about, but maybe just give us a little bit of a sneak peek as to your, your keynote and plenary, what people can expect, and maybe even give them an, a reason why to attend the conference. Sure, absolutely. So in the keynote, I'll talk uh, a little bit about my personal journey uh, here in Toastmasters and how I started, how things have turned out. And important in that is to uh, make it relatable for people so they can think about their development opportunities in Toastmasters. I, I, I wish everyone understood the quality uh, learning environment we've got and the capabilities available to them. And, you know, I was never in a position where I could say yes to every opportunity that came up, but um uh, I did, uh, over the years, uh, obviously proceed into uh, those opportunities. So I want people to be aware and make conscious choices about taking their development path forward in Toastmasters. And I'll also talk a little bit more about the international environment we've got. It's truly eye-opening to see the 142 countries or a sample of the 142 countries we operate in. And I'd like to give people some sort of sense of that and uh, understand the community that they participate in. For the plenary session, it will be a little more more tactical. I want to talk about developing your leadership skills in Toastmasters. So I'll take them through uh, leadership in general. And I love to talk about situational leadership, which is a model from Ken Blanchard, which says that uh, the leader behavior needs to adapt based on the task maturity of the of, of the follower. And that's a bit more involved than I can explain at this point, but people can look that up, situational leadership from Ken Blanchard. And then I'll give you an example about how I uh, apply that and how I applied it badly in one situation. And the lesson in that is we need to keep exercising our skills. We need to keep practicing our skills. Um, and we can have all the knowledge in the world, but unless we're exercising our skills, we weren't learn about our capabilities and, and weaknesses and areas that need attention. And so we'll do a fun little exercise too, uh, related to uh, leadership. Yeah, it'll be a, a good day, I think, for the attendees. That sounds great, especially when we can learn from not only successes, but sometimes the, the challenges that we have that seem very, very valuable. Well, that sounds fantastic. Now, for everyone listening, Jim will be doing both sessions on Saturday, October 22nd. You can go to d99tm.org for more information. And just as a little heads up, it'll be Friday night and Saturday. Friday night will be a mixer. We're going to be calling that the Toastmasters Amazing Race. It's a fun, get-to-know-you type session with lots of food and games. And on Saturday, we'll be going from early morning to late at night. We'll have educational speakers from the four corners of our district. Well, maybe not the exact four corners, but all around the district. You'll experience a business meeting. I guarantee you, I should say, well, chances are it will not be six hours, Jim, like yours. <laughs> There'll be lots of food. We'll also have the district-level humorous speech contest and table topic speech contest. And after hearing some of the speeches that I've heard so far over the last few weeks, I think it'll be lots of fun and laughter. And then, of course, the plenary session and the keynote speech with our immediate past international president, Jim Kokachi. Sounds like it's going to be very, very exciting. Now, Jim, you're pretty active in social media, so people can find you on Twitter. They can find me on Twitter at Jim Kokachi, G-I-M-K-O-K-O-C-K-I, and on Facebook, Facebook as well. That's awesome. And of course, our Twitter handle for Toastmasters is at Toastmasters D99, but you can certainly just Google it. 
Jim, we really look forward to having you at the inaugural fall conference for District 99. And of course, you're not going to have to worry about the weather because you're certainly (laughs) the great Canadian winters. Any final thoughts for our listeners as to why they should come to the conference or just a little insight on leadership? Sure. Well, I'd say um, I appreciate you uh, providing this opportunity to connect with your members, uh, with your listeners, Greg. And uh, I, I congratulate people for getting involved in Toastmasters and participating in Toastmasters. The Toastmasters are people I like to be around. They're working on self-development. You're interested in my self-development. I'm interested in your self-development. They're enthusiastic, um, moving their skills forward. So they're great people to connect with. People, your, I'm sure all your club members are fabulous and it's Wonderful to come to a conference like the one we'll have in Sherwood Park and meet a broader array of Toastmasters from around District 99 and uh, from further afield as well. Uh, so that's just a, a great chance to uh, to to meet with folks. And I'll give them I'll give them one tip if you've got any uh, first timers attending. I, I I kind of remember some of my early conferences and walking in and there's a, just a buzz of excitement and I'm thinking these people are mainly introverts but they're all talking. So it can be hard to break into conversations. If anybody's feeling a little nervous about entering a conversation or chatting with the Toastmaster, here's the question to ask them. Just just introduce yourself and say, hi, hi, hi my name's Jim, and uh, tell, me, uh, tell me about your club. And then you, it's just like asking people about their kids. You just sit back for two minutes to five minutes to ten minutes, and it's a great icebreaker for people at Toastmaster conferences. Jim, that's certainly some sage advice. Jim Kokachi, thank you so much for appearing on our episode. We really, really, really look forward to having you here in Edmonton and off to the conference at Sherwood Park. That's October 21st and 22nd. Go to d99tm.org. Jim, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, Greg. That was good fun. Bye-bye. Once again, this is Greg Gazin. We appreciate you tuning in. Now, I'm not sure how you joined us, whether you joined us through directly through Toastcaster.com or iTunes, but either way, you can pick up the podcasts there. If you really enjoyed the podcast, we'd really appreciate if you took a moment to leave us some feedback on iTunes because it really helps with our ratings. Plus, also feel free to drop us a line. Tell us what types of things you're interested in, what your Toastmaster specialty is, or what kinds of things you like to speak about. And perhaps maybe we'll even have you on the show. This is Greg Gazin. Till the next time. This episode was sponsored by Corey Outsmarts the Butterflies, a new book by Greg Gazin, geared to ages 8 to 80. Whether you want to improve your speaking skills or build your confidence, this short read is suitable for all ages. It's available at outsmartingthebutterflies.com.